I've run out of nuts and I, I fell asleep on the tram on the way home. Shoes are fat, who's in the cut? More rolls of batches and you deserve to put. Pineapple pizza, vegan sausage, evil coffee pods and overpriced porridge. My mind, Vegemite, you're wrong, I'm right. What's the point of butter being light? It's butter, right? The nation's mastication sparks our debation. We talk gustation. And anyone who's been following us on Twitter recently, I did put a poll out which around the famous poem, Beans, Beans, Good for Your Heart. And I don't know if yeah. you see that, because I was I was parping away merrily in the morning <laughs> and the, the, that poem came to mind. So I recited it in full and um, my better half was shocked that she had never heard the end section of that before so i was a bit surprised because i thought everyone knew the end section well she'd heard the start but not the end she'd heard the beans beans good for your heart the more you eat the more yeah. you fart but she'd not heard the more you fart the happier you feel so let's have beans for every meal oh, right. it's like the second verse of the national anthem to her just, everyone knows the first bit and no so. one knows the second bit i just thought it was a, a well-known mm. you know who wrote that anyway it was shakespeare wasn't it yeah probably Keats? Yeah. It wasn't Rabbi Burns, anyway, because it would have been all mangled English, wouldn't it, if it was him? Yeah. I think that one, um, I, you know, I wandered lonely as a fart. Yeah. That was the original edit, wasn't it? <laughs> they trimmed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's now a classic. Do we do we have any yep, admin we today? Um, we've had, yeah. That's nice. I've just realised I've got a pen hanging off my hoodie. I've obviously put it there for safekeeping and forgot about it. I don't know how long it's been there. It's probably been there all day. Maybe a couple of days. <laughs> couple of days. Walking around the supermarket with a biro hanging off the stringy. But I'm going to put it back on just for good, for good luck. There you go. Um, yeah, we've had an email. So I shall read it out. It says, um, Dear Sam, in recent days, we've heard all about Gwyneth Paltrow's bread abuse, which was brought on by her incre- the incredible pressures that she experienced during lockdown. Is there a food stuff that you turn to for solace during lockdown? And that's from French person, Payne O'Clochard. Thanks for your email, <laughs> Payne. Um... I g- generally, I would say, I, I turn to food in sol- when I'm in you mm. know, solace. That's Was there anything during lockdown you particularly turn to? During lockdown, well, not really. Nothing more than usual. Yeah. You know, it was uh, just more of just it. Eating a lot more. First summer of lockdown, I was barbecuing mm-hmm. a lot, but that's kind of. I think that's a healthy, worthwhile. Endeavor, and really not to be, you know, that's not shameful. That's actually putting your time to good use. Yeah. Domino's pizzas. There we go. <laughs> that is something. A few too many of those, I would say. All right. Uh, and I always choose the one I call the nice and spicy. I don't know what the real name is. Is it nice? And, is nice and spicy a flavour of um, hot noodles? Or knickknack? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where they got the idea. There's uh, there's nothing like having a nice, warm, hot 
doughy pizza arrive at your door. Yeah. With a side of chicken wings. You can't really make very good pizza at home, can you? Like, unless you've got a pizza oven and you're very practiced at it. No, exactly. So you're gonna you're gonna order in, and if you're not allowed out, you're gonna order in. So that makes quite a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Mm. But I can Hoover up a Domino's half a Domino's pizza in about uh, five minutes. (laughs) It's quite disgusting watching me. I'll be honest. Yeah, imagine. I've never had to do it, but in it goes. It's gone. Do you think if you ate in front of a mirror, it would slow you down? (laughs) Maybe that's a good tactic. How to lose weight. Watch yourself eat. <laughs> uh, is, is there anything you've you've turned to, Hodge? I know that pain or pain pain didn't pain. Um, didn't mention you, but um, it's to be honest, and I'll I'll be honest with our listeners and I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm I was with um, very similar to Gwyneth actually on this. I'm not. I don't eat a lot of bread normally, but in lockdown, I was eating way too much bread. Way like her, way too much bread, and it got I, it just got out of hand. To be fair, I'd stink. I mean, I came down one morning, I was a bit hungover, and I think being hung, tired, and hungover, and probably a bit pissed still, just meant that I was vulnerable. I was just in that vulnerable space, and um, I just, I just remember, just reaching. Just reaching out into the bread bin and just getting two bits of hovis, and I put them in a toaster. I mean, this is embarrassing. I put them in a toaster, and I don't, I don't really know what came over me, but they hadn't even popped up properly. And I switched it off at the wall, and I just took that bread and I just ate it dry, like a ravenous dog. And from then on, it was just I've just. I've been on a bakery binge, mate. I've been, I've just been on a terrible, terrible bakery binge. I've been, I've done it all. I've done it all, mate. I'm breaking down here a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we get it out in the open. But like Gwyneth, I've been on a bakery binge. I've been drinking yeast. I've been smoking baguettes. I've been, I've injected bagels. I've, I've sniffed crumbs. I've done flour. I've done self-raising and plain. Whole meal, done all the flowers, been sniffing them. I've been, I tore up pieces of tortilla and put them in my eye for quick absorption. And <laughs> I broke into a Greg's and stole a white sliced loaf. I pinched a finger roll off a child in a pushchair. I've been, and probably worst of all is I killed a pigeon for a piece of toast. <laughs> I was in the park and I just saw this you know the way like pigeons kick a bit of toast around a bit of bread around and someone's obviously thrown a bit of bread out for this pigeon and I just I'm out of control I was out of control mate I killed it I killed the pigeon and I ate that toast so I think I understand where Gwyneth came was coming from like I just went just went crazy disgusting I'm not, I'm ashamed. I've never heard such a a pitiful story. You should um, send a, an email over to Goop. Is it Goop? Gwyneth Paltrow's health 
conscious shop thing where she smells she sells like vagina candles and things. <laughs> vagina candles? Yeah, I'm sure that's a thing. Candles that look like vaginas? No, it's weirder than that. Candles made out of vaginas? <laughs> no, weirder than that. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure that these are scented candles that are scented with the aromas of Gwyneth Paltrow's down below's. What? I... <laughs> You're shitting me. But no, I don't think I am. Fucking hell. That's a level of narcissism, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I love it when my memory remembers something that's just so absurd, I presume I'm making it up. Well, there we go. I'm, I'm sure the listeners already know about this, but um, for those of you like me who didn't know about this and almost wish you hadn't, um, Sam is correct. Gwyneth Paltrow sells a range of candles or candles that smell like her vagina. So there we go. Should we just leave that there? <laughs> Innovation is not something to be sniffed at, is it? Well, she is a bit of a nut. Segway! <laughs> so, um, the topic today is nuts. <laughs> if you listeners out there hadn't realised. Because we're slowly working our way around the food groups. And nuts are one of my favourite things to eat. I love them. I can't get enough of them. I like them in uh, savoury dishes, salted, roasted. I like them in sweet things, sweet dishes. I like nut butter, specifically peanut butter. You know, there is no way... I like them raw. I really like them in, in all forms. But, Hodge, what's your favourite nut? Um, I reckon my favourite nut would be a Brazil nut. It's not a nut. It's not a nut. Brazil nut is... It's not, it's a oh. seed. Okay. So, my second favourite, now favourite nut, would be a walnut. Uh, I don't think that's a nut. What? Yeah, I think technically it's not a nut. Who Sorry. Na- who named these? these it's got, quite clearly got nut in the name. <laughs> Botanically, it's oh. not a nut. Okay. Ooh. Okay, how about a almond? Uh, it's a kernel. It's not a nut. <laughs> um, ah, a uh, hazelnut? Bingo! There you go. You <laughs> so found my favourite nut is a hazelnut. Oh, sorry, that's a bit of a shit one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even that keen on hazelnuts, to be fair. It's just because I was bullied into listing nuts against my will. <laughs> Go on, then. Well, you should have well, done your research. Say, you've, got me, you've got me on the hook, so reel me in. Well, no, it's, it's a weird one, actually, and I didn't realise this until... I mean, I knew that, that some nuts weren't nuts. I mean, obviously a peanut is not a nut. It's a, a legume. It's more, more pea than nut. But I didn't actually realise until I, I started, you know, look asking asking our friend on the internet um, how few nuts, as we call them, are actually nuts. It's basically a hazelnut, and, and that's kind of it. So there's only one nut? A hazelnut? Well, uh, anything in the, in the, in the, in the nut fat, you know... In the hazelnut family. Uh, in the hazelnut family. 
I, I, well, there's the hazelnut family. Yeah, so there's your cobnut, your hazelnut, oh, yeah. and then um, a very interesting nut called a filbert, which I love. Yeah. That's a type of hazelnut, a filbert. Uh, it sounds like a character in a sitcom. Isn't that a cartoon, like an American that guy who works in That's not Filbert, is it? That's a uh, Dilbert. Dilbert, yeah. I did forget, of course, the chestnut. That is a true nut. Oh, chestnut. Horse chestnuts. Yeah. Sweet chestnuts. Chestnuts. I love chestnuts. Then, That's my favourite. Have you ever eat, tried to eat a chestnut raw? No. Without roasting it on an open fire? I have I have cooked one. I have eaten one which wasn't quite roasted. Like, partially roasted. That is a very unpleasant experience. Yeah. Because when they're roasted... They're sweet, aren't they? Yeah. And when they're not, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're very starchy. <laughs> like chewing on a cotton wool ball. Yeah. I love yeah, I love chestnuts. Yeah, fuck hazelnuts. Chestnuts is where I'm at. That's my favourite nut. In fact I probably prefer chestnuts to Brazil nuts, even though Brazil nuts are not nuts. Well, um, I actually think it's probably just pedantic to not call others other nuts nuts, seeing as they've got nuts in the name. It is pedantic, Sam. Yes, it it is. Yes, we started this conversation. We started this conversation with a lovely chat about right wing nutcase enthusiasts who were not allowed to talk about. We started a really high bar, and now you you've dragged it down with your pedantic biological bureaucracy. I think accuracy is important. Courgettes are a fruit, all that kind of thing. But uh, no, I, I I back down on the nut thing. It's just ridiculous not to call all these things nuts when they're blatantly nuts. If they're crunchy and they taste good when they're roasted and salted, they're nuts, as far as I'm concerned. You suggest you should redefine like foodstuffs, yeah. vegetables, everything that constitutes fruits, nuts, vegetables, blah, blah, blah. Redefine it based on your own categorization based on your own consumption habits. But I was interested to hear you say Brazil nuts, because they're one of my less favourite ones. Before we move on, though, just explain it to me. So, is it it's something to do with, like, proper the biology, the science behind it, as it were, the classification? Yeah. So, what constitutes a yeah. nut? What is the definition of a nut? Well, basically, it We're not, is... We, are, we aren't the BBC, but let's, let's educate as well as uh, um, the other ones. A nut is a like a type of seed that is not released from a wooden or a, a, a lignified container, if you will. A what, sorry? A what container? <laughs> lignified. Lignified is, is, lignification is the process of turning into wood. Wow. You can use that tonight not... if you like. Well, as we say, there's anything to not give you wood. It's talking about it, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus, wet. <laughs> lignification. Lignif- lignification. Yeah. Come on. I'm sure that's everyday parlance. Yeah. In what in what industry do they? Other than the nut the nut classification industry and the tree classification. Again, apart from classifying shit, whoever says lignification, nobody. Grape grape growers. Grape growers. Yeah, it's an important part of the annual life cycle of the grapevine. There you go. This one's going a bit woody, <laughs> don't they? 
be honest. You wouldn't you just go, this one's getting woody. This one's gone a bit sticky. It's, it's very important. Bullshit. So basically, if you have your, your seed and it's in a shell and that shell doesn't open automatically to release the seed into the wilderness, <laughs> then, then it's a nut. Right. And is that why you have to? That why you crack nuts? Because they they're lignified shells. They don't automatically. You did mention come out. the um, the the walnut earlier on, mm. which you do have to crack. But the walnut is actually the kernel, and you'll love this. It's the edible seed of a droop. Do you know what? A, do you know what a droop is? Yeah, it's what you get when people talk about lignification, isn't it? <laughs> it's, what, it's like the opposite it's, isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's what happens when you're all pumped to deliver a high quality comedy podcast about food and before you know it someone's talking about lignification and you're like this podcast is seriously on the fucking droop it has drooped <laughs> so this is a, a droop is a stone fruit so basically like a peach or an apricot or a plum or whatever yeah and so a walnut, an almond, these are the central kind of stone of a stone fruit. So therefore not a nut. So they're seeds. Kinda, yeah. You're fucking you're loving this, aren't you? You are you're yeah. trying to like for the people at home, Sam's got a look on his face where he's like, Oh, I'm so bored that I'm saying this, like this is not good entertainment. But inside he's like He's got that music going on at the like little firework explosions and people dancing around and cheering. Every time he says seed or nut or dignification or something like that, like fireworks are going off in his mind about look how clever I am, everybody. This is this podcast has finally reached the pinnacle of what it could be. This is a vehicle for Sam to flaunt his knowledge to the world. Can you name a savoury droop? A savoury droop? Right. So, I wasn't really listening because I was just trying to think of words to um, to attack you with. So, <laughs> remind me of what a droop is. A thing inside a stone fruit. It's a it's a stone fruit. A savoury fruit. A savory. Yeah. Edible. Yeah. So a stone fruit, but savoury. I guarantee you would have consumed some within the past week. Past week. Ooh. Is it something like really smart ass, like a coffee bean? Or... No. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not the coffee bean. It's not a coffee bean. No. Um, chocolate. Cocoa bean. No. No. Because that's that's. Savory until you add all the sugar in it. Yeah, no, this is something that stays savory. You consume it in a couple of forms. Oh. You can use one of its products. Is it really obvious? Uh, I'm sure that our, at least 20 of our listeners are screaming at the moment, um, shouting out oh. the answer. Pressure now. Now you, now you know what it's like when you're on those people are on those quiz shows and they get asked a really easy question and they don't know the answer and then they just go, uh, potato, because they don't know the answer to anything. Oh. Something savoury that has a stone. Savoury that has a stone. Right. Avocado? 
That is a droop, but not the one I was thinking would of. Would you say an avocado is savoury? Okay, so yeah, my answer is avocado. Okay, well done. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually thinking of <laughs> olives. Oh, uh, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Their stones are like, their stones are mushy and salty and a bit fishy, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> or, conversely, they're like red and yeah. mushy. Or sometimes an almond. It just messes everything up because an almond is a what? Well, it's also the stone of a droop. <laughs> That's the one from a peach, is it? Uh, almonds are from their own particular droop. Uh-huh. But yeah, so you've got. Oh, you know, I, I actually need. I need to apologise to you. <laughs> Come on, then, Mister Intellect. Has it all come tumbling down? Have you been reading from the wrong website? No, no, no. But... Have, you been, have you been boning up from the wrong website? And now I've drooped. <laughs> uh, I uh, actually coffee is a droop. There you go. You, you've consumed some droops within the past twenty-four hours for sure. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. So there you go. There's a lot of droops out there. Crikey. Illumination. Have you ever seen coconuts? Like the full, the full shebang. In the wild. Yeah. No. They're big. You know when you know when this owl people get killed by coconuts falling out of trees. Yeah. When you, yeah, you can tell why because they are big and heavy and they fall from quite a quite a height. When I was in Costa Rica. We were sleeping on the on the beach and we pitched our tent underneath coconut trees and. The locals came along and were like, "Come put your tents there because of the coconuts." Oh, good call. I thought, "Yeah, oh, these people are really, really friendly, really helpful." And then we moved our tent, and then someone stole my flip flops from outside the tent. Arseholes. Yeah, part of me wondered whether they wanted to just steal the flip flops, and they were worried about, in the act of thieving, whether a coconut was going to fall out of the tree and knock them out and kill them. So they really <laughs> cleverly got us to move to a a less dangerous stealing zone so they could steal shit. But I'll never know. That was a little bit of a tangent. Well, you live and learn though, don't you? You do live and learn. Firstly, don't don't camp under coconut trees and don't leave your flip-flops outside. First and second rule of camping, especially in, like, North Wales. (laughs) We've got parakeets in Croydon. We've got parakeets in Manchester. What? Yes. They're on my bird feeder. I've got a photograph. They are the, you know, I, I'm not anti-immigration, but I'm very happy with immigration apart from when it comes to parakeets. You don't like them? I hate them. Why do you hate them? They fly around in squadrons. Like, li- literally, when you see them flying, it's like having a having a, swar- a swarm, the Luftwaffe, like flying through. I'm not, I'm not sure if we can go with that analogy, but still. Squawking away. Making a horrible noise, very un-British noise. The parakeet call. <laughs> what? What do you want um, them to sing? Fucking will me again? This is what Jordan sings the national anthem, is it? What? I just want a nice, gentle, you know. 
So they fly around in big groups which you don't like and they make a noise you don't like. What else don't you like about parakeets? They're garish. <laughs> Their colours are a bit too fancy for you. They're too bright. They brighten up Croydon too much. Look. Against the the damp grey concrete background of, of Croydon, it, it's too bright and shiny for you. <sighs> They're just... They're bright. Because other birds fly around in squadrons. British birds fly around in squadrons. And many British birds don't make very nice noises. But they're understated. I've always felt I've always felt a bit sorry for like um is it corvids? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially recently. Yeah, I feel sorry for them because of the whole association with um COVID. It sounds like a cross between Jeremy Corbyn and COVID, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like double bad labeling. Uh, labeling. But no, like, they've got a bad song, haven't they? The Corbids. Yeah, they're a bit squawky. Oh, the, but yeah, all well, the other birds are at the bird feeder. Like, twit, 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 sing, 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 whistle, 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 whistle. And then a crow turns up, and all it's doing is trying to join in, and it just goes, ah! And all the other ones fly away. Why does everybody hate me? What did, what did I say? And a, a little robin come along, so quite brave, and just go, mate, it's not what you say, it's the way that you say it. <laughs> and I think, actually, there's a, there's a lesson there for people, for all of us. It's, sometimes it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. Like, if you've got a really valuable message that the world should hear, say on Twitter or what have you, but you say it in the wrong way, yeah, people can't, people won't be able to see that. They won't be able to hear the message. All they'll really hear is the way that you say it. Um, <laughs> and I think that's quite common sometimes. And the worst thing about that is actually you can, you distract from the message completely and mm. put people off. Put people off even listening yeah. to anyone who's talking about the same message. Yeah. So learn from the Robin, you fucking twats. Sometimes, sometimes in a podcast, I find there's um, there's more meta and subtext than people think. I thought you were going to say the content. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, we could, we should, probably, we should do an episode where it's all subtext and all meta. Where were we? Um, Brazil nuts. Yeah, you don't like them. I, well, for me, there is when when it comes to nuts, there's a certain reward and effort ratio that needs to be on the successful side. Right. So the amount of work it takes to get the nut out of its shell mm. should be equivalent to the taste factor, or less than a taste factor. Right. I like Brazil nuts, but when I crack a Brazil nut shell, I want to get the whole thing out. For me, that's part of the satisfaction. Mm. That only happens around, I would say, 5% of the time. Right. rest of the time, the, 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 the nut inside either gets smashed or cuts in half or, or something like that. And then the worst thing is, is when it's cut in half and it's severed exactly along the line of the shell as well. So you can't, you've got no purchase to get it out right and at the end of that you're ended you, you kind of end up with a half satisfactory piece of nut that's uh it can be a little bit bitter same could be said for walnuts very difficult to get out of the shell 
You end up with crumbs. Right. The reward to effort ratio isn't isn't good enough. Which nuts do you like on your reward to effort ratio scale? The peanut, because it just comes in a papery shit crap casing that's really easy to... Peanuts are probably not real nuts. Yeah, we know that. They're easy to get out. Well, I think peanuts need their own separate section because irrelevant whether of whether they're nuts or not because when they come in their pure form even if it's in the you know the shell mm. or if it's in the or the pod or if it's in the papery skin as they are raw they're not very satisfying so right okay the the effort with a peanut really is is tearing open the packet of dry roasted and then the reward is very high. So you've opened you open this bit about how much you enjoy nuts. Yeah. And then you've introduced this reward to effort ratio. Yeah. And now you're systematically dismissing all of the nuts from it. No, just peanuts. No, and Brazil nuts. Well, you know, Brazil nuts, nuts are difficult. What's your tactic for getting into a Brazil nut? Um, I, well, I was going to say is... Maybe it's like because you're middle class and I'm not, but my nuts don't generally come in shells. Oh, oh, that solves the problem, yeah. Are you one of those people who, at Christmas, empties the potpourri basket from like inside the dunning? Just tips all that pine cones and dried flowers and cinnamon sticks and dust and dead spiders out of that stuff. Wafts it about a bit to get all the stinky crumbs out and then just chucks nuts in shells in there and a nutcracker and then leaves it on the sideboard for seven days and then about three nuts get eaten and then <laughs> chuck them in the bin or throw them away or whatever are you one of those people do you have a bowl of nuts at christmas uh i'm not but I, that's the household i grew up in and you've just <laughs> described exactly what happened every christmas in my house when i was growing up and did you have one of those nutcrackers with a we had a, a few different types. One with a screw, yeah. one with a one with a like a you know a workout tool. Was it spring loaded or was it just like um, no, metal? It was just metal and highly dangerous. Yeah, with two different sizes. Yeah, the front bit the small ones and the back bit the yeah. larger ones. The amount of pressure you needed to apply to a specifically a Brazil nut was was way too much to be safe. <laughs> yeah, it was like. You needed to either be like Jeff Capes, like (laughs) providing 4,000 PSI or whatever it is to like break into it, or you would just squeeze it and the nut would explode. (laughs) (laughs) Or or fly out whole. (laughs) (laughs) Fly out and attack, like hit the cat or something. Those, no, 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 we didn't, we didn't, didn't go into that kind of stuff in our household. Um, Uh, So you're a, you're a. Due to the sheer wastage of it. Well, yeah. So you you you're a buy a bag of shelled Brazil nuts. Yeah, just buy some nuts. Which I presume is they've got Jeff Capes in a factory somewhere, double double handing the nutcrackers to get those. Yeah. Bad boys. Well, I think out. what they I think what they did like is they extracted his DNA when he was in his shot putting glory days, and a bit like the boys from Brazil, if you've ever seen that film, they then um, transplanted that DNA and grew individuals in the same kind of life conditions that Jeff Capes had until you had thousands and thousands of Jeff Capes and then you could put them in the factory to shell Brazil nuts all day. Have you seen The Boys from Brazil? <laughs> I haven't seen it, no. Is it good? It's good, yeah. It's got um, 
Oh, what's his name? Is it Robert Shaw in it? You know the guy, the guy who plays the bad Irish guy in um, The Sting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Shaw, yeah. yeah. And he's like the, the bad guy. And what they're doing is, um, towards the end of World War Two, they look to grow Hitler's. And they've got these... Joseph Mengele, the evil Nazi doctor, is in charge of this fictitious program. And he extracts Hitler's DNA. And then they basically... I don't know if they extract his DNA or basically they try and re- get um, more Hitlers in the world. And guess the other the, the other main guy in it is the good guy in it is the guy who plays uh, Mooney. Is it Mooney or Rooney in um, Police Academy? Oh, Steve Guttenberg. Yes, him. Wow, that's a crossover, isn't it? <laughs> hmm. He's very young. It's not a comedy, I presume. <laughs> it's one of, one of those old films which wasn't supposed to be a comedy, but there are bits of it which are quite humorous by accident. Two boys and a little Hitler. <laughs> that's a that's a uh, that's a really that's really weird and strangely ties in, doesn't it, with Jeff Capes in a, in a, in a from Brazil, Brazil nut yeah. factory. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, a nut I would eat a lot more of if they were. Easier to get out of their shells would be pecans. They're, they're one of my favourites. I think they are spot on. They're the right combination of nutty, bitter and sweet. Mm-hmm. I like a pecan. Yeah, but when we come to difficulty to get out of the shell to satisfaction eating ratio, the one which is spot on, because actually it's fun to get out of the shell and is delicious, is the pistachio. So actually pistachio oh, comes... Thanks top of all of my piles that's because the pistachio has already done half the work for you hasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> how about the ones that haven't opened well this is a good point you do have to be careful because basically the rule is if they're open you can eat them right if they're closed then they're poison uh, if you tap them and they close they're fine they're still alive but you do need to then cook them but right. a- apart from that, yeah, you-, you best just to stick with the ones which are open. Oh, okay. The same applies for mussels, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah, I think I've got a bit confused there. <laughs> Remind me never to have dinner at your house if it's seafood, Mike. Obviously, I've eaten pistachios out of the shells because when you buy a little packet from the pub or whatever, they come, they're already in the shells still. I'd buy shelled pistachios. But, um, yeah, the ones where the shell's already open, they're quite easy to prize open and get your prize. But yeah. what about the ones that aren't open? Do you... There's different schools of thought on it, I'm sure. Go, they're not open, I'm not eating them. Or, that sounds like a bit of a challenge, I'm going to try and open them. Or, you just, like, hammer them with a shoe or an ashtray, or a pint glass, or another heavy implement to get them open. And, secondary question, have you ever tried to open it by just putting it in your mouth and biting it with your molars? Asking the guy who ended up in, in a dentistry situation from opening bottles of beer with his teeth. <laughs> um, right, well... There's two scenarios here. The first of which is first of which is that the shell is mostly closed but has a small opening, which happens occasionally. 
Yes, that is true. In that case, if you have a strong thumbnail and are willing to accept the fact you may be digging bits of wood into the flesh of your thumb under the thumbnail, then you can prise them open. Yeah. If it's completely closed, it goes straight in the gob. <laughs> you suck off the salt, because that's, that's half the joy of pistachios. <laughs> and then chomp down on it. And most of the time, it just won't work. You'll end up with a mouthful of shell and nut, and it won't be good. See, what you're saying is, sometimes you'll suck off a pistachio, and if you don't get anywhere, you'll just bite down on it and end up with a mouthful of nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Delish pistache. Illumination. Do you want to do this little quiz I found on the um, on the web there? Yeah. So, this is a on BuzzFeed.com. Have you ever heard of BuzzFeed? Is that, is that a bit like AOL? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. But for the listeners, it's on BuzzFeed.com, so we're not ripping their shit off. And if you think it's crap, blame BuzzFeed, I suppose. And it says, everyone... I've not done this, by the way, so I don't know how, whether it'll work or not. But I did scroll through it. Everyone has a nut that matches their personality. <laughs> Choose some dessert foods to reveal yours. Okay. We should play some music on that bit, like um, the blind date music, to reveal yours. Is that the blind date music? That is. I don't have to put any music in now. I'll just use that. So you have to choose what you you prefer out of these six things, and there's multiples of them. And then at the end of it, I'll tell you what kind of nuts you are. Sounds good, doesn't it? So Sounds great, yeah. First of all, something chocolatey. So out of these things, what would you prefer? A chocolate cupcake, chocolate bar, chocolate brownie, chocolate ice cream, chocolate mousse, or chocolate truffle? Oh, I'm going to go chocolate mousse. Mousse? I thought... I thought you'd go truffle because if truffle is like truffle, like the other truffles, the expensive ones, and you'd be like, hmm, that makes me sound like I'm posh. Okay, select mousse. <laughs> okay, how about something vanilla? Um, ice cream, cupcake, again, pudding, whatever that means, cookies, cake, it's quite generic, this, and uh, macrons. Is that how you say it? Macarons. Macarons? Macarons. Macarons. He's the president of France, isn't he? Yeah. Ooh. You see, I'm tempted to say macarons, but I think it's for the same reason you thought I was going to say truffles. But I think in my heart of hearts, it would have to be... Just go with your heart, yeah. I was going to say, don't listen to me like slagging you off. Pudding. I'm going to do that no matter what you say. Pudding. Pud- pudding. Pudding. Pud. Put put, right. Oh, I like this one. Let's go bananas. What would you prefer? Banana split, bananas and pancakes, banana pudding, banana bread, French toast, or banana chips, which I presume are those like dried, you know, like the those dried banana things you get in packets. Yeah. And um, fruit fiber. Yeah. No. Uh, banana bread. Banana bread. That's what yep. I would choose. I thought you would have gone for French toast for reasons already discussed. <laughs> Spice it up with some cinnamon. Would you go for cinnamon rolls, spiced milk, donut, cookies, 
cheesecake, or cinnamon pancakes? Donuts. Donut. Are you coconuts? Would you go for coconut water, coconut cream pie, lamingtons, cake, <laughs> milkshake, and coconut balls? I have no idea what a lamington is. Lamington. Lamington? Lamington. It's like a little chocolate covered cake thing. Lamington. Yeah. Like a tray bake with coconut on the top. But I don't know. Ooh. I'm going to go Lamington. I'm a Lamington kind of guy even though I've never eaten one. Well, I like to try new things. Fair enough. Bury your face in this strawberry feast. (laughs) Tart. Strawberry ice cream. Strawberry cake. Panna cotta. Milkshake. And chocolate covered strawberry. Uh, strawberry milkshake. Oh. You thought I was going to say panna cotta? Yeah, yeah, I did think you were going to go panna cotta. You're like, yeah, that sounds like Italian poshness. What did you say? <laughs> that was strawberry milkshake. Strawberry, you like strawberry milkshake? I like milkshake. Okay, I think this is the last one. And finally, freshen up with some mint. Minty lemonade, mint cupcake, mint chocolate cheesecake, Mint ice cream, mint chocolate, and choc milkshake. Uh, oh, so many good minty choc things there. Uh, I'm going to go with the cheesecake. Mint chocolate cheesecake. Da, 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 da. So, after doing this, it says that you are an almond. You've got an almond personality. Right. And that's because you're smart and quick-witted. You think quickly on your feet, and no problem is too big for you. This quiz is fucking shit. And if you told the truth, you wouldn't come out as an almond. That's fucking... You subverted this quiz by lying about your choices, because you thought I was going to take the piss out of you, and that's why we got a false reading. I'm not having that. You are not an almond. You're you're smart, but you're not quick-witted. You don't think that quickly on your on your feet and no no problem is too big for you I've seen you simultaneously solve and create your own problems in the same sentence <laughs> so <laughs> bullshit you're not an almond right? I like almonds you're happy you're really you're happy with that aren't you I, I'm, I was more happy with the almond part than the explanation yeah Mark Almond what a bizarre quiz isn't it I thought it was quite good fun though yeah. Has that been scientifically uh, tested? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know the same people that say um, whatever that long word was? They're tr- <laughs> getting woody. <laughs> lignification, yeah. Lignification, yeah. The same people who say lignification also did that. Okay. It doesn't say why, though. Have you done? You should do it yourself and see what happens. Yeah. The, um, what, it, what it needs, though, is a bit like, you know, like um, a horoscope. Yeah that kind of comes up with some nonsense about your future, but, like, tells you why. So why is the almond that? Ah, okay, I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever come... Unless almond... Have you ever come across a quick-witted, fast-thinking almond? Not quick-thinking uh, or fast-witted enough to avoid going into my mouth. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's never managed to escape capture, has it? Or perhaps they have, and we just don't know about it. True. They're that sneaky. Yeah. I'm quickly, quickly doing it. I'm not reading it out. Um, 
bit stuck on strawberries, but I don't really like any of those things. No, they're all a bit ming. Panna cotta. Yeah. Without the straw, without the strawberry dip, and I'm not a mega fan of mint apart from uh, Australia crunch. Lemonade, lemonade and mint is lovely. Is it? It's like a cocktail without the alcohol. Hey, I'm a pecan. Oh, why is that? Because I'm cheerful and like helping others. People find me trustworthy and reliable, and I'm never short of friends. <laughs> I thought that sounded. I thought that started off quite positive, but the more I read it, the more I began to hate the person I've become. Like, some of that sounds shit. I'd be like, it's, it's more of a walnut, kind of old, bitter, curmudgeonly, doesn't like to come out of his shell. Yeah, the Andrew Neil of nuts. <laughs> well, that's uh, fascinating. The peanut, um, popular in pubs, traces of piss. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the pine nut, small, slightly rancid, leaves a bitter taste. <laughs> the macadamia, round, pale, fat, once consumed, makes you feel sick. And let's not forget Australian. That's, uh, well, that's really fascinating. And I'd never thought of myself as any kind of nut. <laughs> But I'm happy with that decision, you know. Yeah. With whether the reasons are valid or not. Yeah. You should um hold on to that and maybe use it in a job interview. I'll, I'll put it in my uh, my personal statement of my CV. Yeah, put it in your NRA. Ah, uh, the NRA in its burgundy folder. Yeah, Very burgundy cool. plastic sleeve and little poly pocket plastic poly pockets on the inside. Yeah. Imagine all the kids at Eton and Harrow, you know, when they were doing their NRAs, inserting certificates into poly pockets inside a burgundy plastic folder. They probably thought, why the hell am I doing this? (laughs) 